Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Let's McNuggets. go. McNuggets Let's has go. his own stinger now. He does. Da 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 da. And Bernie's here. And Bernie Kozar is in the building. I crashed in today. Huh? <laughs> I know. We, we, we looked out there about 20 minutes ago and said, who's trying to break in our front door? It was Bernie. Oh, wait. And we said, let him in. I was the first one here. <laughs> Come on. That's that is true. a fact. That is he a was. Fact. He, he was. He was the first one of the four of us here. Yeah, Did you uh, tape Austin Love yet, or is that later? I I hung out with Austin Love, doing Great. one of his first podcasts Very today. good. He's stomping through the Channel 3 studios. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going, you know, always great to have you in. Yeah. We're going to be seeing a little bit more of Bernie Kozar, which is a good thing. He'll be a regular on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show as we meander our way through the NFL season. Busy show because there's so much up in the air. We were talking before the show. What what are they going to do with Deshaun Watson? Do you play him? Do you let him ultimately make the decision? Or if the coaches see something in practice that they don't like, are they the ones that just say, no, you're not going to go? We're going to get into that. Aditi is here. It's not just Deshaun Watson. You look at the injury list, there's a lot of names on it. A lot of guys couldn't practice yesterday. It was good to see that Joel Batonio, who two weeks after having knee surgery, was on the practice field that's again. That's crazy. So that's a good sign. By the way, it's so weird. I think this is the first time ever on the show that I've had people on both sides of me because usually I'm either on this end or if you're not here, I'm on that you're end. You're right. So yeah. it's kind of weird. I got to turn yeah. both ways. I mean, ways. one time you're we, used made, to it. Yeah, right. we, we made Divis go on the Right, for the end. interview. Uh, yeah. For one interview. For that interview. But yeah. generally, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm difficult, right? Yeah. I'm into my health and wellness. The last couple times I was on there, I was in the middle, and your awesome producer, Mike, was yeah. so great that I felt like I was at a tennis match. Yeah, right. I you do. Exactly. Yeah, I did physical therapy exactly. afterwards. Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> well, for your neck, yeah. we're putting you on the That's end. That's right. Thank you. For that, Bernie and for that I had reason. a great chat off the air, and he's going to share some awesome insights when it comes to Deshaun Watson and what he's looking he's for. He's had this injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, to your throwing shoulders. So, really, you go to the source. Because you and I have had shoulder surgeries. We've had injuries. Yeah. But this is the specific injury that Deshaun Watson's dealing with. And Bernie played with it. So, we're going to talk to him about that, get some great insight. No fence riders. Also coming up later in the show. But first... <laughs> Our inaugural hello of the day to you're loving them, da 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 da, Mikey McNuggets. Before That's so I good, do a read, can I tell you how that came about? Sure. By the way? Yeah. So we did the first five pack of McNugget stats before I think the Ravens game. Right. The five piece. The five piece. Yeah. And Ryan, who made our intro, like the OG epic intro, the ninety second one, uh, ninety second one, was like, hey. Uh, I'll make a little stinger for that segment. We're recording with Brian, who does all the voiceovers. Right. I'll ask him to do one. And he messed up 12 times trying to do ba da ba 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 And this guy does, like, Pixar voiceovers. He's as right. good as it yeah. gets. Mm-hmm. And he goes, there's so many bad takes, I got to use them. Do you care if I put it in the intro? I was like, do I care? Hell yeah. Like, that, that's great. don't yeah. ask twice. So yeah. it kind of came out like that. We got a busy show, so let's get into some topics. Before we do that, Wait, though, Mike. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before we do that, I need to remind the good people out there that if they are looking to snap into any gambling action this season, they better be using FanDuel.com slash UCSS to get in on all the action. We asked for some tickets yesterday, and wait till you see one of the winners we have coming up in a sec. But if you join 
FanDuel today. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose when you place a $5 regular bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And Steve, if you want to take tag board full, let's give a shout-out to Brian Abrams real quick. He turned $5 into $6,300 last Sunday with a five-game parlay. Alternate spreads of 100-plus yards for Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Devon A. Chain, over 100 total yards, DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase. That was a $5 free bet from FanDuel that turned into $6,268.13. So shout-out to Brian. If you want to be like Brian, head over to FanDuel.com slash UCSS. I think what we could do moving forward is – if we get enough of these, we pick one on Thursday, and then that person gets to submit to us a five-team bet for the upcoming weekend that our viewers might be able to double dip on. That's true. I love it. Make well, them an expert picker for <laughs> Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and uh. FanDuel. What a great $5 bet. That's, by the, that's incredible. By the way, the latest line at FanDuel remains the Browns minus two and a half at the Colts this week. The over-under is 40 on the game. All right, a Fairly low over-under as well. We're going to keep a close eye on that because it might move depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson today. Yeah. Last week, we saw that line grow from, I think it started at two and a two half and to half. three. And, and it ended up at double digits. It went to ten, actually went back to nine and a half the morning Before of the game. kickoff. Yeah, but at one right. point, it was double digits. Yeah. And that was all dependent on, no, oh, Deshaun's not going to play. He's not right. going to play. He's not going to play. And that spread started getting wider and wider. Right now, two and a half points. Deshaun did not practice yesterday, so that's obviously not great news. He's to be determined for today. So he's day-to-day, but Stefanski has said if he can't go, P.J. Walker is his guy. He's going to get the start again, and why not? He did just enough to uh, to get the win over the 49ers. After weeks of mixed messaging here, and we know the problems that they had with trying to get this messaging on point, it appears that they're finally at least on the same page with the messaging. Would you guys agree with that? They've at least corralled that part of this? I mean, as of, I think yesterday they did. They were all saying the same things. Right. I'm sure they finally had a conversation about it. Uh, so that's good. In the end, all that matters, though, is does Deshaun Watson get back? When does he get back on the field? Right. But it is good to see that uh, at least But it's good the that they seem to be on the same Because before yeah. you had the coach saying he could play, the quarterback saying I was never cleared, yeah. the general manager saying he is going to play, and then he didn't. Right. So it was all over the place. I, I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give him credit because, you know, <laughs> we, we like to get on Deshaun Watson when he doesn't say the right things sometimes. Right. And this time he saved everybody because he said the right things, and he absolutely had a slam dunk when he came out there and said, listen, Here's a tear, so there's no more more speculation of what it is, a bruise, anything. He let everybody know up front, it's a tear. Micro tear. Micro tear. Yes. He also let everybody know that he's not going to be uh, 100%. He doesn't feel this year. So he's letting people know, hey, I'm going to be fighting through some stuff the rest of this year. Also, he's like, look, I'm, it's day-to-day. I don't know if I'm going to be playing next week. Uh, I really want to get back out there, but it's day-to-day. We're working with this energy, and I'm doing my best to get back on the field. And then he finally put the nail in the coffin by saying, you know what? As an organization, as a coaching staff, as a training staff, and with me and my team, we are all on the same page in terms of how we're going to move forward and, and when I'm going to get back yeah, on the field. My only problem with it is it took, this, it took three uh, weeks to get there. But, yes. but they're there, yes. so that's good. Bernie, yeah. obviously, I, 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 weigh I, in on that and then talk about the injuries. Yeah, I, I, do like, I, I do like how the Browns handled it. 
and and Big G, to your point about how the Deshaun awesomely handled yesterday, and typically, um, as athletes, as players, if you're the player and you go up there and you say, and you're the one to disclose this, I have a micro tear of my rotator, I have a broken ankle, I have a torn ACL, you're the antichrist in, <laughs> in the locker room. Right. So, so from the Browns' perspective, I really like how they're handling it. Okay. Finally. I, I mean, no, you, can't well, like, you can't like how they handled it early well, on. But even three weeks ago, again, and I'm not with the Browns. I'm absolutely not their marketing rep, nor Deshaun's marketing rep. But I get how three weeks ago this confusion could have happened. Okay, enlighten us because none of us did. Because a micro tear slash a inflamed rotator at first doesn't always appear like it is torn. Okay. And then when you get your first couple opinions on it, now granted technology and medical diagnosis is better in 2023 than it was in the late 80s and early 90s, but ironically, they still do some of the dumb treatments with cortisone shots and injections and that. So when it's really inflamed at the beginning, it sometimes is challenging to know is it that micro tear? Because that that's micro- fair, Bernie. So, the, and, so then, but why? Why, if you're the general manager, then do you come out on Wednesday? Because now you're more than a week removed from the injury, and say he is going to play against San Francisco, which at the time was ten days away. Yeah, because and I, then I, I as a player was guilty, and I'm saying Deshaun did this, okay? But I know with that micro tear, with that inflamed rotator, and that you're initially told and or a micro tear that does not sound as bad that as a player you really do think you're going to heal and there are and there was move and and during that ravens game you actually saw post his decision not to play you saw him lifting weights right and, and doing, doing the bands and doing some awesome stuff that even in my prime with a healthy healthy shoulder i wasn't capable of doing right so it absolutely lends itself to oh my god what is the bad messaging, but I don't really believe Deshaun himself knew it was as bad at that point, and he thought it was going to heal just like Andrew Barry thought it was going to heal on that Wednesday also, because as a player on a Wednesday, if I'm like close to 80, 90%, because I had this tear, and it doesn't really hurt. So for the fans out there, they're saying he's not tough. Oh, it's too much pain. That is not at all the case. This doesn't really hurt that What bad. is the problem then? It the doesn't hurt. Suit? That's why you think you're healthy. Because it doesn't really hurt when we're sitting here, when yep. you're hanging out, when you were resting on that Monday and Tuesday, that Wednesday morning before AB got up there and had that talk. You do feel kind of good. You do think, oh, God, give me three more days if sure. I feel good today. So I could. And at that time, he had 10 days. Right. Right. So, like, the bye week. But I, then you try to throw. Well, then you try to throw, yep. but because it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm only trying to throw 50, 60, 70%. Look, I'm not trying to drill my 18-yard comebacks. I'm not trying to drop my 40-yard fades in in the hole versus cover two. If it's blitz zero, I got to loft up a 55 to 60-yard post route. Like, I'm not testing that. But I am testing it a little bit, and that in itself probably showed I thought it was going to be okay. So I actually understand how the Browns, and I've had my issues over years with the Browns. I actually see how that happened. I see how it happened with Deshaun. Okay. And then 
when you actually do now, now it's 10 days, two weeks later, um, and now you go and you're the queue and it's feeling good and you're lifting. And then all of a sudden, I was telling Bull, a lot of the stuff, it isn't the pain, it's on maybe 10 to 15% of your throws, you get like this involuntary twitch. You get this involuntary muscle movement. So look at me and Jake, dude, we're, we're four yards apart, 12 feet. In my sleep, I could throw it to you. When I had this issue, I floated a check down six feet over the, the, the running back's head. So your accuracy... Because on, of that involuntary spasm. Yeah, and, it, and in a game where your quarterback is so magnified as to what he does, blowing three to six plays and being off and then causing two to three interceptions. That could be the difference between that the That is the difference yeah. of and, it. And Bernie, you were saying that as you, because you played with the injury, yeah. and you were saying as you played, it got worse. It happened more often, Yeah, right? so like I, I had this happen, and, and I had this happen in 1989. It's week 15. We're playing the Minnesota Vikings here at home. It, was, it ends up going into overtime. It's one of the coldest games ever. Mm. It was like minus 20 with the windshield. Goes into, um, goes into overtime. But the field's frozen. And, and that was a back when you were allowed to really do the things you shouldn't do to humans <laughs> you know, on the field at the bottom of piles and yeah. stuff. And, and I was getting my butt kicked from a, their, their pass rush. And the awesome, God bless my play against them in college at the University of Pitt, Chris Dolman, oh, Minnesota wow. Viking, yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Love him. Great friend. He killed me that day. Okay? And, <laughs> and, um, and I say that in jest, uh, but that's how I got snapped. I, I had the micro tear of my shoulder. Right. Now it's week uh, 17. We had a bye week then. Yeah. We're going to go week 16 uh, to Houston Astrodome. And if we win the, win the game, we win the division. If we lose the game, um, Warren Moon and the, the Oilers win the division. And again, it's not right out there for young kids and young parents out there, but you live and died by football. Okay, sure. That was it. It was life and death. And it isn't saying this to be a drama queen and what the issues going on in our world and what's happening in the Gaza Strip and Israel right now that there's way more important things in a football game that, but not to me at that point. So. You know, I decided to play with it. And I went and played that game, and we had Sunday Night Football. And I'm so proud. Man, I played really good, and we won the game. Then had a bye week, and because we won the division, the last time the Browns won the division, 1989, and I wasn't going to let that not happen. Um, but then you get the, and figured I'd get the bye week, and it would heal. Now I get to play Buffalo at home in the playoff game. And Jim Kelly was my mentor at the University of Miami. It's a playoff game for, for the Browns. So like, there's zero chance I'm going to miss that. So it, even to the detriment, possibly, of the team, knowing that I could maybe blow a couple throws, you know, you still feel like you could do it and, and you want to do it. So, so you said it was like 10 to 15, 10 or 15 throws. Did that increase? Um, when you came back and you didn't rest it against the Buffalo Bills, did that go up to, say, 20 or 25 throws you had? Well, because that game, it, it, I had a week off, and I kind of knew what was happening. And when you give me two weeks, I had a, a really good game plan, so I was able to manipulate some wide-open guys to mm -hmm. where if I was off a little bit, it didn't matter because they were so friggin' wide open right. to be able to beat Bruce Smith and that. 
So to have two exceptional games that I'm, again, it sounds terrible being on a show. I'm so proud of it. I think it's kind of why a lot of people like me and are proud of, you know, my oh, toughness. that stretch put doing, you on the map if is, you weren't is already. doing those games and being five years, the first five years of my career, me and Marino and Joe Flacco, the only ones to get our teams in the playoffs and then to win a home game like that and crush the Bills. And, and the Bills are a team that didn't then didn't lose for four more years and culminated where I got the Super Bowl ring against them. But I say all that as background, not to promote myself. That was in December, January. Okay, The San Francisco game and the Baltimore Ravens game was weeks five and six. This Indianapolis Colts game is week whatever, seven. Yeah, he's okay. He's got I then went to, to I then went to Denver for the AFC championship game in 1989 with rubber bands on my finger. Big G to your astute point. The four or five throws was 10 throws in Buffalo, but I was able to mask it and manipulate it with an exceptional game plan. Um, by Denver, I, I was off. Okay. I blew about four throws. Two were picked off. You can't do that. Okay, I'm sick to this day about it. I'm proud as hell. We won the division, beat Warren Moon. Proud that I beat Jim Kelly. Got the, the third AFC championship game in five years. But I was not capable to play winning football that day, and I would not have been able to play winning football two weeks later. So I say that as not Deshaun Watson's apologist or marketing rep. Like, if he goes out there now and he runs more than me, and we're playing on AstroTurf this week, if I'm the defensive lineman, I hate to say this, parents, I'm drilling a shoulder into the ground. Sure, I'm going to accelerate will. and amplify that that shoulder's hurt again. We forget, we may not forget the Frisco game right away, but we do forget these October games when it becomes December and January. And Deshaun Washington and the Cleveland Browns, Coach Stefanski, we're all judged by what we do in December and January. And that's, if he kept playing, I believe if he would have played against Baltimore, played against Frisco, he could have probably, maybe he could have done it. He, we could have maybe done it. But man, when we need the big dog, okay, in January, and this team is showing nobody wants to play us in January right now with this defensive line. But you got to get to January. We got to get yeah. there. I got it. I got so you. So which gotta quarterback get there. are you going out and Well, signing? but the quarterback, but look at how the 49ers defense was so killer coming into that game. And we don't have Deshaun Watson and we don't have Joel Petonio. Hmm. Okay. And De DeWan Jones is the right tackle. And we've been abusing Jedrick Wills and still coach Callahan and coach Stefanski get us north of 160 yards rushing. That travels. Nobody. So yeah, you're so saying just keep running the rock? Figure it playing out. Playing that great defense and wait for Deshaun to get healthy whenever that might be. Figure oh. it out. And if you get it, I know okay, I'm a homer. I'm a Cleveland guy. I want to play all home Cleveland playoff games. This team just Jimmy Johnson line. Somehow, some way, get to the playoffs. Because th with running the ball and stopping the that run. That travels. That travels. Bertie, let's say he sits for a month, another month. He's already been out. This will be four weeks, I think. Well, four weeks week. from the injury on Sunday. Yeah, so let's say he sits for eight weeks and then comes back. Is he still going to have this issue? Okay, so. Without uh, no, you know, I mean, it's a different person. You never know. You had a whole off season to heal. I'm launching, I'm launching the CosarWellness.com today, October 19th. This isn't a, a plug to start talking about my health and wellness. 
but it's absolutely those injuries and those type things are absolutely how I've come to figure out how to do my health and wellness right now. And one of the big phrases, I love the University Hospital, Dr. Voos, and what the orthopedic people do with the Cleveland Browns there, okay? But in the old days, Dr. Voos was not my doctor, and we had some really good doctors, John Bergfeld and the Cleveland Clinic. Um, but after I left some of those docs, there were doctors that I had in my past who would always say to, um, you can't do any more damage. You've done as much damage as possible. Right. So, bull to your question, mm -hmm. the micro tear does not go away and you can do more damage for it. So, the answer you'll probably start hearing is we're going to strengthen the muscles right. in and around it to help protect it. So the statistical chance that it is 100% healed in a month uh, to 100% probably isn't there, but do you get it strong enough to where the involuntary twitches, involuntary muscle movements, um, not that again, it does not that it hurts. It just makes you not play good. Yeah. Okay. And interceptions are worse than death. Okay. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing worse than that. Right. So, and again, I, we're probably up against a break and stuff. We yelled and we fought and I got people saying he's, he's afraid of the pain. We had Baker Mayfield go out there and play through this. Okay. And like we were saying earlier, yeah. and if you blow your half dozen plays out of toughness, out of will to win, out of love for our brothers in the locker room that you want to let the guy down. And all of a sudden you don't make a couple plays. They're going to crucify you more. And look what it's done for Baker's career. And I love what Baker did. I, I, I did it. I was that person. I played through it. There was no doctors that were going to talk to me, but I know I would not have at that age, I would have probably talked him into it. And then I know I'd have been useless in December. I'd when, probably have been useless. When, if you were the Browns, knowing what you went through, and he's dealing with the same injury, and that he's probably not going to be 100% no matter what happens this, this year, do, do you, like, as good as the defense is, right? The running game played well last week, but it's been inconsistent since Nick Chubb went out. But knowing you have a what we appears to be a championship level defense, you can't I, in this day and age. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with a quarterback as bad as PJ Walker, in my opinion. No matter how good your defense is, but I think you could win. You could certainly win it with a Kirk Cousins, maybe even an Andy Dalton. I don't know how much Andy Dalton's got left, but at least he's been in the league. Would you go out and try to get a at least serviceable veteran that's in the league and playing right now, just to have an upgrade over Walker if Watson just can't get to one hundred percent? So, it's a super fair question. Yeah. I've, I am mostly fixated on what's currently happening. I really like how P.J. Walker somehow, someway used the Jimmy Johnson line and showed an, a real cool uh, coolness or calmness to win in the game. But you're probably right to get to the promised land, yeah. okay? There probably needs to, would want to be another uh, level of, of backup QB. But I'm not overly fixated on that more as how to the Deshaun and him getting healed and or best getting him healed to get him to where he is close enough to uh, healthy in these playoff games slash playoff run in December. Yeah. And again, it's not a, a plug to some of the stuff I'm doing because I had the injury, but because I had the injury 
and I fixated on some of the wrong ways that were treated. And unbelievably, don't you dare anybody do a cortisone shot out there. Okay, that, that caveman way of doing stuff, they still do that for us men. I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure okay. Sean had one. So, but that, that inhibits and delays the ability to heal when I need you healed or I want you healed it's a in a couple months. It. It's a Band-Aid. We don't need the Band-Aid for October. Okay, there's a master's program of health and wellness that I do that is legal, healthy, and 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 organic as opposed to medically and, and pharmaceutical based. Let me ask you a question, and I, I hate to go back to this, but on the messaging point, you said you were okay with it because they probably didn't know. Wouldn't it still have been a better look, knowing that look, maybe he won't be ready. I, I what we. I think what we had a problem with was the the coach had said on Monday he could have gone. He was cleared. He chose not to put Deshaun in a bad light. Two days later, in an effort to dig out of that hole, the general manager said, however, he will play in 10 days. Wrong again. I don't think they protected Deshaun Watson or did him any favors no. at all. Why not say, Bernie, on Wednesday, if you're the GM, look, we're dealing with a pretty serious injury to the mechanic that he – that is the engine to throwing the football. Our hope is that he's on the field in 10 days from now against San Francisco. But we don't know, so we're going to take we're going to take a wait and see approach. Yeah. I just think they 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 didn't do him any favors by saying, "Yeah, he's going to play." Yeah, he could have played. I concur with that, but again, I'm I feel like I'm PJB for the Browns defending him. Um <laughs> And again, just objectively, I absolutely get how that happened, as I was saying earlier. I, do, I understand that, because but they the should have on the call. I no. do think the way you characterized Stefanski's comments a little unfair. No. I don't think he, he was cleared to play. Okay, let me, let me try to fix <clears throat> yeah, that. Yeah, he was cleared to play yesterday. Yeah, but made he made the decision not. Right, to. right, right. Okay, yeah, so, that's 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 better. Okay, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't know how I said it, so, but yeah. I, I do want to be fair and accurate. Yeah, no, so I think you. that's better. I think. And that's, then on yeah. Wednesday, when two days later. Right. When the general manager comes out and says, yeah, he's going to play. We expect against him to San play. Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the messaging was bad. I think they've had better messaging this week. They've, they're they finally on the right page. Because they beat the Niners, it makes I think it nobody's easy. really worried about it. But in no. yeah. into the Browns defense and in why players need, and it's good to have second opinions, um, and again, I, li I like Dr. Vuz and I really like what UH does, is um, – the the ability to diagnose a micro tear at times with massive inflammation yes very difficult is, so in the first 72 to 96 hours those three to four well, Bernie, days you could you could miss it the mri then, didn't show that the mri Nick Chubb had a torn acl yeah, right. i had yeah, an mri yeah. on a knee that had yeah. a torn acl and they said we're not sure yeah. we'll know when we go in I right think, yeah yes. i think the question now guys based on what bernie has told us and Obviously, Bernie is not Deshaun. They're two different human beings. Sure. But this is clo as close to what Deshaun is going through as humanly possible. I the think The exact so. same injury for a professional quarterback for the same team. Right. Okay? <laughs> and even though everybody's body is a little different, this is the closest possible example we can have. Best example. My question to all of us is, based on the knowledge Bernie just gave us that nobody else has, what do the Browns do? I'm going to stick to my assessment that I've said all along. He doesn't put a foot on the football field until he is 100%. But Bernie I know, but Bernie or, also said yeah. involuntarily the ball might sail. 
if that happens at the most critical time of the game, yeah. a win becomes a loss. Exactly. But he said that, that maybe with an extra month, he's close enough that that's not going to happen. Let me, I just need to, I need, yeah. I need to see in practice that out of his 50 throws, none of them involuntarily sail six yeah, feet you over can't, the receiver's He can't head. play in a big game No, that if, way. if yeah. that is a symptom me, of this injury, I can't put him let, out there. Let me, let me gather a few more, a few more nuggets of information. <laughs> um, are you more likely uh, to hurt, re-hurt that shoulder in a contact type of deal where you get hit, drove into the turf, or are you able to re-injure this thing if you're just trying to get a lot on the ball? Say he's trying to get driving downfield and trying to get that's something on That's a good question. Yeah. Great, had, great point. So that's why I'm trying to buy time. Okay, so there's a different mindset that is in the middle of the season to try to survive the end of the season. So, yes, you, you could hurt it more by getting driven into the ground. So by, um, say, a month or six weeks from now, the uh, chance of it getting hurt by just a throwing motion, a uh, involuntary twitch when he's just throwing, is probably real less likely. Then the, the, the part is the getting slammed into the ground. And then as, if I was more involved with them, and I don't say this for young parents, young kids out there, don't do this, but we're the pros now, so it's different, is um, I would have my mindset at the end of the season. So um, if it's one thing to play and know you could get through two, three, four games, there'll be a stage where if, if it's still out there and it gets hurt, you, you may want to still consider Did not. you ever need surgery on the micro tear to your rotator cuff, or did it heal and you played the rest of your career and it was never an issue for you? Um, to this day, this is as straight as my right arm goes. This is not a cheap excuse to That's show my elbow, super ring. <laughs> That's the elbow that and shoulder. Terrifying, yeah. No, it's the elbow's <laughs> terrible, okay, but the shoulder is. So the shoulder is okay. By the terrible. way, I don't no, know it's terrible. terrible. So you never had surgery to fix it. No, I had a yeah. little surgery. It didn't fix it. I had yeah. it too late. Oh, okay. okay. So it's too. And then the cortisone. It's why I'm so into my holistic healing and what to do. Proteolytic enzymes. Please don't do the anti-inflammation ones, and don't do the cortisone shots. I, I, it doesn't work. I was joking with Bull. I, I look. I want to act like a tough guy here. I don't even want to shake hands anymore because your hand melts. It falls off. Wow. Okay. By the way, Bernie's got. It doesn't got, work. We, we have to acknowledge. I don't know. This, we've never talked about this before. Bur, I, not that you don't know this from what he played, but maybe like Bernie's hands and fingers are huge. Huh. Well, it, huge. Always have been. Huh. Helps and they're, helps all they're all broken. They're all broken. I think you would, would call it arthritis, pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it had to help when you played, though. Right, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of talk recently about having small hands. I, I mean, yeah. I guess the, the yeah, bottom anyway. line of this whole thing is you're telling us that he needs to be as close to 100% as he could be, and that might not be Sunday in India. No. It might not be right. next Sunday right. when and they even, play Seattle. Even, yeah. Look, at he can't be 100% right now. So what I'd be worried about, look, at I want to see him play, okay? But what I'd absolutely be worried about, if I was his buddy, if I was his coach, and if I, even if I wasn't his buddy, if I just wanted to win the Super Bowl, okay, and I just wanted him to be here quarterbacking for the stretch run and for the playoffs, I wouldn't want him get his shoulder yeah. jammed into the it's pavement. It's almost like it's Groundhog would, Day, yeah. and the Browns have so you, a do-over on what the, what happened with Baker but, Mayfield. Oh, exactly. So look at they're going. If he plays in October and November.
and it isn't healed, the, the statistical chance that it's going to get drilled into the ground, that yeah. you're coming through, and every the guy whacks up. me, he hits me over here, I fall over yeah. here like that. It's going to happen. Let, let me ask you this, Brian. Go ahead, go ahead. We have some news on P.J. Walker. No, right. on Deshaun Watson. Oh, Amari I thought you Cooper. said P.J. Oh. Amari Cooper just said that Deshaun's going to practice today. Okay. Yeah. So he'll be back in the field as soon as 1 o'clock now, this afternoon. I, I'm guessing is this where they're going to really put the eyeballs on him and test – whether or not he can drive those outs outside the number. Yeah. What kind of throws he can make, what kind of because it's still early enough. If there's throws he can't make, you can still put a game plan together, like you said, for for against against Buffalo yeah. that allows him to make the throws he's comfortable with and not have to make the ones that he can't make. Correct. Except and thanks, man, for that information, but I want to yell out there and say don't try to go 100% right now because you're still Big G. You're so right. I'm still at the ability or possibility of tearing it, the micro tear. With a throw. With a throw, okay? So if I'm 75% and I'm feeling good and I tweak it with a power throw, it's now not a micro tear. It's a torn rotator, and now he's done for the year. Yeah, okay, so that. that is the possibility. So I, they know that. So yeah. they're not going to uh, go 100% today. This is but, again, I go to – I know the kid wants to play. I, he, want, he doesn't want to deal with this stuff. He likes playing. Players play. And like, But what he did in that awesome game, okay, where we dominated, okay, he was running the ball. And he was hitting his check down. So the arm may have been slightly torn then beforehand. So with him running the ball as much as he is to kind of get his timing back, I think he's opening himself up to issues yeah. now to where I think he could get through this game on, on Sunday. Like I got through a couple games. And I actually played really good. And people say, okay, it's cool. But then late December, okay, and it's 25-mile-an-hour wins. And it's every, cold. Every throw takes yeah. mustard. Down. Everything's hard, even in perfection. Yeah. Like a, it's a torture to throw at our stadium. And I pride myself. I'm, I'm not statistically a good quarterback, but I prided myself that I was a better statistical quarterback than the other guy. Right. Okay. Because it's to torture to play there, even in good health. So yeah. I, I don't want to see him having to try to throw. I, I still will sit him. You I know what? Him. I wouldn't play him. Yeah. You know what makes based on what Bernie has said here, and like like we're not Deshaun. We don't know what's going on inside his body. But you would assume that he's going to make the best decision for himself, but you never know with players, as right. Bernie has said. What seems to make the most sense is to bring him back for the Baltimore game on November twenty second. Yeah. That would be two months. That would be two days shy of two full months. So basically two months. Yeah. You could win. The next three games, you at the Colts, at the Seahawks, Cardinals at home. Whoever's their quarterback, they should be able to win that Colts game and the Cardinals game. The Seahawks game on the road, that's obviously a lot tougher. But I think they can win two of the next three with even P.J. Walker. And if you do that, well, then you're five and four and hopefully get a healthy watching for the final, you know, yeah. eight it, games of the it's year. It's a good plan, and maybe they go into Indy that way. I don't know that, that way, they're going to do that. If, if they do, and P.J. looks terrible, and they lose that game, it does put a bigger priority on getting them ready for Seattle. Yes. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're losing at Indy, the likelihood 
that you're going to go to Seattle and beat the Seahawks there, it's Right, not but if you lose him in Seattle, now the trade deadline is passed and you have no other options. And, and other than signing someone who's on the streets. Right, right. Which yeah. probably isn't. And who hasn't played You since. want someone that's at least in practice, mm-hmm. that went through a camp, they're on a roster right now, right. and they're ready today. Yeah, it's been a while since Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan have played. We saw how rusty Watson was. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know Matt Ryan's an option. Isn't he yeah. calling games for CBS? He is. Uh-huh. All right. McNuggets, what do you got? I got to read for you guys before we move on to our next topic. If you are ever in the need of emergency antibiotics, then Jace Medical is the place to go for any of your last-second needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they've often added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Head over to jacemedical.com. Enter Lockdown at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Lockdown at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Very good. Thank you. Let's talk about some other injuries. feel like we're on the show MASH. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. A good day to talk health and wellness for me. <laughs> yes, huh? it is. Me yeah. Yeah, the Browns can use some of that right now. Yesterday, Walker, a no-go in practice. He has a concussion. Her- right, he's in protocol. Yeah. Harrison Bryant did not play or did not practice. Newsom was out. Hunt was out. I think Hunt's got a thigh. Correct. Uh, of those four guys, which of the four would be the biggest loss for the Browns if they can't play on Sunday? I think it's easy. I, to, to me, it's Anthony Walker. He is the leader of the defense, right? He's calling the plays defensively. He the like he's, he's the mouthpiece for Schwartz on the field. Yeah, and he's a you know he's not an elite player, but he's a good, solid, steady player in the middle of that defense. Uh, the linebacking, the, as much as we've talked about the defensive line because it's been great, the Browns linebackers were the worst in football last year. This year they've stayed healthy with basically the same guys, and they've been way better. And Anthony Walker and JOK are the two biggest reasons why. Uh, I can live without Kareem Hunt. I can go with Jerome Ford. I can give Pierre Strong an opportunity. Harrison Bryant, who cares? And I got three great corners if I'm the Browns. I could live without one we already have for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to lose my, probably my, not, not my best linebacker, but because unbelievably that's probably been JOK. But Anthony Walker, I think, is my most important linebacker. So that that's Gene, how I feel. Concur? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Anthony Walker. It, it's you could say Newsom, but it's hard to do that when you already have Emerson and Denzel Ward playing as well as they are. Plus the secondary with Delpit and, and Thornhill has been playing well. So you got a lot of infrastructure around those guys in the, in the secondary. Um, you know, I'm amazed how well that the linebacker core, five and six, Taki Taki, um, you know, these guys are, are playing well. I mean, it's the same people. And matter of fact, all three of them are coming off injuries. So when, it's when, incredible what a what a beefed-up defensive line yeah. can do for your linebacking court. And it's beefed up not line and health. Yeah. They don't have linemen coming with yeah, no, no chip right. and taking taking out the second level. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're playing well. Um, and and it, it is, it's, it's a thing when you start attacking. It's something to be said about when you're attacking. When you're attacking, it seems like as a, I, I played in a 3-4 and a 4-3. And when we played in a 3-4, you're doing a lot of moving side to side, catching linemen, trying to hold them up so they don't get to the next level. And it just it's funny how when you're the aggressor, when you are out there attacking, it seems like you don't get as injured as much. You're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm delivering the blow here. That's why offensive linemen like to come off the ball and hit people in the face and not have to sit back and pass block when they know it's coming. The aggressor always seems to be 
healthier, a little faster, a little quicker. So uh, I, I think that's changed the way that they play play defense. And if Anthony Walker can't play, um, is that going to mean the Browns defense is going to be bad? No, I just think that will be a thing that, you know, next guy up. But I think they got enough playmakers to cover up for that. Do you agree with that, Bernie? Yeah, um, I, I don't want to be a, uh, a conformist with all of us here. But <laughs> That's yeah. okay. I'm going to go in other directions. Hey, with, with, with Indy running the ball, with Gardner Minshew playing, um, or, or with Anthony Richardson, they're a running football team. Anthony Walker's essential in there from the, 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 uh, the middle linebackers uh, stopping the run perspective. It's mitigated with this awesome Jim Schwartz defensive line to to uh, to help that out. I'm kind of fixated on Joel Petonio coming back. Awesomely shown his toughness, but two weeks coming back, although he's not on the injury list, how he comes back from that. Um, he had knee surgery two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, like, That's God, I, again, I keep, I'm not circling back from a business side on what I'm doing health and wellness-wise, but... These guys really need to, coming back, you know that you're really not healed from two weeks coming back. No. So, Joel, I know I love his toughness. I love his streak. It, it's terrible that, you know, he had to lose his streak for it, for someone as uh, so much pride that he does. But, God, some of the injuries that these guys are doing, some of the wellness stuff I'm doing, they they really need to get Bernie, some of this. Bernie, do you think, I talk, I talk about the Kool-Aid all the time. Do you think they're intoxicated a little bit? When you get a win, right, against a team like the 49ers, and you have to sit on the sideline and watch your teammates celebrate, it puts a little onus on you. You're like, listen, man, I, I want to get back out. Yeah. I want to be part of this. It causes – it absolutely – 100%, Garrett, they nailed it. 100% you want to. So I say, I say this line a lot. We have to a lot of times protect us from ourselves. Yeah, you, you want to get back out. Yeah, there needs to be an adult in the room. The, yeah, and we're not the adult. I'm not the adult well, at that age. a couple of years ago with Baker, there wasn't one, and they and, let him go. That's why, you know, I told a joke, what do you tell a guy that has two black eyes? Nothing. He didn't listen the first two times. Yeah. Like, this is a Groundhog Day moment for the Browns. And, you know, if you've got injuries that can manifest themselves and lead into, you know, missing five games, six games mm. a season – Step up, be the adult, and tell the player he's sitting down. Period. Yeah, that's a that's a, yeah. a sadly a, a a perfect set of advice and analogy. Um, and I would say even to the Browns and and I love our fans. I, I would shoot it out to our fans here. The we have to whether you you're for or against what's going on. You got to be patient with Deshaun and this decision because. We had, we, I'm proud of me playing through all those injuries. I played with a broken ankle. I played with this screwed up micro tear and I could barely get out of bed It's uh, as I trend towards 60 right now. Um, we watched Baker go and do this and we watched his career really implode the last two football. Your buddy Leroy was here earlier this week and you know what he said to, to your point right there? He said, "There's I love the Cleveland fan base, but the biggest problem with them is impatience. They don't. Yeah. They, we're, it's not a patient bunch. I don't agree with that at all. Well, yeah. here's here was where he was trending with that comment. Everybody's quick to want to fire the coach. Get rid of him. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Move on. And when you do that over and over and over again, you set any progress that that coach may have made with implementing his system and his players, and you set it back to ground zero and reset it yeah. every time. So listen, I've been a part of this fan base for 50 years. I might be the most impatient one of all. 
I'm running out of years. <laughs> I don't want someone to put me in the dirt before I see this team win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm really getting impatient. But I think I disagree with you, Bull, and I agree with Leroy. As a whole, this fan base wants it and wants it now. But they should. Why should they? They that's have a impatient. reason to be impatient. And that's why they're but impatient. They, but they haven't been impatient because they still go to games and fill up that stadium, even though it's been the worst no, franchise that's, in sport. That's loyal. That's yeah. loyalty. But what? Every so, fan, yes, the, Jay, the Browns fan base is loyal. Every fan base, yeah. every fan base of a losing team wants the coach fired. Every fan base, yes. no exception. But the not, problem is, we've been in that cycle for 35 years. And and who's the coach they shouldn't have fired? They all sucked. Well, we're not arguing that. We're yeah. arguing the fact whether or not the Browns fan base is impatient. I don't think they're by, any by more the way, impatient than any other fan way, base. I disagree. Shout out to McNuggets because this is a diagram. Yeah. Y'all didn't even know it. On the X-axis is loyalty. On the Y-axis is, <laughs> is, is patience. Usually you get a divorce somewhere belong ah, over five or six because loyalty always wanes always. when people's, when people's patience yeah. get low. Steelers yep. fans uh. want, want, want Tomlin fired. Patriots fans want yeah, Belichick Bull, fired. And those guys have won Super Bowls. But that's Bull, impatience. Yeah, but Bull, those teams that you just mentioned yeah. have sat with head coaches for 20-year stretches. Okay, yeah. so this fan base sees one little inkling of something out of a coach they don't like, and he's got to go, nah, I don't buy that. No? I don't buy that. Because yesterday you were saying Stefanski needs more time. And we were arguing on the fans being out of pocket by saying that they don't want him here I anymore. Just don't bu- what I don't buy is that it's any different than any other fan base. I, Leroy wasn't comparing it to any other fan bases. Right. What he was saying was, the one thing that I will say about the Browns fan base that can be construed as negative is that they're impatient. But I, I think if every fan base is impatient, which I think it is, then, the, then that's, that's just a negative on fans in general. Of course fans are impatient. You want to win now. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the point is, yeah. you want that quarterback out there now. Got to have him out there I now. And there's one. already fans that are questioning yeah. his toughness. Yeah, you know, that's kind of where my head went. I, I love the math equation, so I'm going to get my graph out there. It's a whole math major. <laughs> I get my teeth into that, too. <laughs> yeah, liking some algorithms that got me through some of my challenges and stuff. But I actually, that's the loyalty um, and patience thing. Um, had my brain really fixated. And again, I love our fans. and I, I love the passion that we have for it. Um, I pride myself on my toughness, um, but as it pertains to Deshaun Watson, and again, I ain't saying this to cover for him. This isn't about toughness. He is tough. He can handle it. But our some fans, fans are, yeah. It's it's not a question of toughness. What did you think of your buddy Hanford Dixon and his comments? Um, I didn't see my boy on it. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what Hanford Dixon said, and yeah. it shocked me. I love Hanford. Yeah. Love him. Loved him as a player. Yeah. Met him outside of his career. Wonderful guy. Love his. All of his opinions, except this one. He said, I'm sorry, players play. You couldn't keep me off the field. Now, we looked. He did miss game because of injury. Not a lot. He was tough. I'm never going to – I'll never question his toughness. I was shocked that Deshaun had to take friendly fire on his toughness. Yeah, I – I didn't love that. Again, I'm that 80s guy. I'm that 80s player, and I played at all costs. Even at the, the detriment of me and selfishly, I didn't think it was at the detriment of the team, but it could have been at the detriment of the team. And fortunately, God blessed me that when I did take those chances, it wasn't at the detriment of the team. Right. But it could have easily gone south of that. So, But you figured it out in time, and I, I would have thought that most 
former players that are 30 years removed from their career would also say, look, if he can't go, he can't go. He's the only one that can tell us whether or not he can play. I'm not going to throw darts yeah. at the guy because he can't play. Yeah, it's, yeah, but again, sometimes we get caught up. I know I've got caught up in my answers sometimes and okay. sometimes sure. in the moments. And actually, as part of my healing and sitting here being healed or as close to healed as I've been this century, I'm not completely healed. And there are sometimes things, and I'm not saying what Hanford said was ignorant, but I will say as it pertains to me, sometimes there are things that I have said and that hopefully don't do too much of in the future that are ignorant or I want back or not correct. Um, the, yeah. I wish I was saying this for attention or to set up the NFL concussion lawsuit that they keep denying us for. The TBI is real, we're forgetful. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes in moments, things come out that we don't really get out the right I way. I had a chat conversation yeah. over the last couple of days with Chidi Ahanatu. I don't know if you remember Chidi. Yeah. He was part of that Bucks great defense. Yeah. His life has just been... That's tough. And, and he told me, Bernie, what he's, what he's going through now is the lawyer that he thought was helping him... Oh, no, they're not helping us. They're well, on the other side. Well, he's now suing him because oh, he decided the... midstream to suddenly turn against him in depositions and in different pieces wow. of evidence. Oh, and the, he said this to me, the law, and I was floored by it. The, the, the law profession... The law profession that was supposedly helping us is a lot of people are not we're not on our side and then taking it's a bad look for against. the NFL because well, it's going to get out. Forget that it's a bad look for the NFL. We're not cognitively capable of handling this much more duress. Mm -hmm. um, we had another. I lost another teammate, a chagrin high school graduate. I, this is tough stuff to talk about. I, I don't say this for drama or shock effect or for this show. Okay, it's it's. Uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month um, here in October. It's a great cause, what I'm doing with my wellness and being able to help families and, and ladies that, who have had this, uh, have this issue and being able to work on, on your, um, your health to help your body heal itself. Well, September was Suicide Prevention Month. Um, like six Thursdays ago was International Overdose Awareness Day. Two of those three things I just brought up, Suicide Prevention Month and International Overdose Awareness Day. I could have or should have been any one of those statistics and stuff. Um, you could have easily. Uh, one of, I've had t uh, teammates and friends, me and Dave Durison, Junior Seau, started this health and wellness journey together. Those two, we did not find the answer at the right time, and those two sir, came to um, the issues that are going on with our head. Had a great teammate, Chagrin High School graduate, um, Notre Dame graduate na national champion, um, lineman for me in 92 and 93, Bob Dahl, um, committed suicide uh -huh. last month. I mean, these are real issues. Mike Webster. Uh, Mike Webster. I, I had the honor of taking snaps from him in the Pro Bowl, okay, and seeing how small Mike Webster was and that he had to live and block mean Joe Green, who's one of the sweetest humans in the world, and he wasn't mean. He was one of my football coaches at the University of Miami, and or, I'm sorry, at the Miami Dolphins at the end. But the ramifications of some of the injuries and some of the stuff, we don't die pretty at the end. Um, I mentioned the awesome Chris Dolman, who was crushing me when I had the micro terrier. Probably he caused it, okay? He's laying on top of me during that game. Um, average uh, life expectancy, uh, there was a stat 
for uh, NFL players that play more than seven years is life expectancy of 57 years old. I'm wow. 59. Wow. Um, I played against some amazing D linemen. Chris Dolman, Hall of Famer. Reggie White, Hall of Famer. Jerome Brown. Um, God, I wear that shirt. You see me with Michael Kofer, who was the Detroit Lions. Killed, was crushed me. They're all dead, and they all died yeah. terrible. So these are kind of things that, you know, you're trying to uh, figure out right. as you go through. And these are decisions that something just, just playing through it, you know, and, and guys saying stuff. I get, like, us saying it. But even if it was Hanford and or somebody saying that he should play, I wanted to play. If you play with this injury, you won't be able to dress up in January. Yeah, and that's I think that's, that's the big the takeaway. Before we wrap this topic, yeah. I because I, I did disagree. I I'm going off the idea that PJ is going to be the starter, and so as as important as Walker is to the defense, I got a lot of other dudes over there. I'm going to be okay on that side of the ball. If P.J. Walker is the quarterback, the guy I'm missing most is Kareem Hunt because I feel like he's just now rounding into shape where we want him to be. He runs hard. We know that. The run game is going to be incredibly important if P.J. Walker is the quarterback. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to move the football. And I do know that we've got Pierre Strong, and it looks like Ford is also getting better with each effort. But I just – I need Kareem Hunt. He's versatile. He can catch passes out of the backfield. I love his effort. I think our defense should be just fine missing Anthony Walker. Real quick question on that before we move on, Mike. Bernie, if a- Anthony Walker's the guy with the green dot, he's calling the plays on the field. How much of an adjustment is that to have another guy do that? Great point. And, God, I don't want to say, like, I'm on the fence nor too agreeable, but, yeah. boy, very persuasive argument <laughs> there. That was well, really well thank you, done. Bernie. And, thank and you. Unfo- I'm not saying that to be gratuitous or nice. No. I actually concur with that. Um, in the old days, great question, the play caller was challenging. Um, that's how we were able to steal signals so good because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so great. And people say, oh, you stole signals. Well, if you're dumb enough to go four, three, under, cover two, <laughs> I'm allowed to steal. <laughs> that's okay? That's your fault. Yeah, that's okay? fair, yeah. And, hey, and in the old days, um, zone coverage was, hey, Garrett was saying it, three, <laughs> Four, cover three. You know, four, three, under, cover two. Those are zone defenses. The blitzes was four, three, under, Mike at seven, weak safety at two. So any long-winded signal was a blitz man back in the old days. So that's it was so crazy that they made it so easy. That's where Bernie's a supporter. Oh, it was too simple. Not everybody. It was too yeah, simple. So for you it was. Oh, for you, because yeah. you're playing chess oh, while God. these guys are playing checkers. And then they, yeah. they, they would do it like you'd be playing like um, – You'd be playing like the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, orange and brown, and the guy calling it would have a big old black outfit on just to really stand out. <laughs> so even concussed, I could see what he's signaling and stuff. Great but, uh, stuff. All right, um, Mike, you got to well, read? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but to yeah, get to it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, with a microphone now, yeah. it's easier for that other guy to guy. step in because the joke. coach is he's just He's him. just repeating okay. it. Yeah. He's repeating what he's hearing. Yeah, he's supposed to be repeating what yeah. he's hearing. All right. Mike? Go ahead, Mike. Tonight at 3 o'clock, I should say this afternoon, the barbershop, G. Bush is giving out some Kool-Aid Mafia oh. swag on the show. G, do you want to show what you are handing out to the good people so, tuning in so, today? Yeah, yeah. So let's get to it, man. You know, you know, I, for oh, years and good. years and years, 
I, I was I was distraught about these orange, these, these excuse me, these yellow towels being waved in our stadium. The terrible the towel. terrible towels are horrible, and for years we've had nothing. Oh. So with it with my foresight, I said, listen, I need some orange. I need the Browns need a towel of some sort. And I said, well, listen, if you drink Kool-Aid, you might as well have a towel with the Kool-Aid Mafia on it. And look how we go. Look at this thing. Those are big. Oh, dude. yeah. This, this is this is this is this is prime color right here. That's look, twice the size. Twice the size of a terrible towel. towel. So only half the stadium has to have them. You can put this in your pocket. You can put this on your neck. There's a bandana. You can make it a cape. You can put it on the back and you can tie it around your neck. It could be anything. The Kool-Aid Mafia. We're giving away two. These are the rally flags. We're giving away two of these on the show tonight. 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. on the barbershop UCSS. You can get one of these too. And by the way, you can catch this. You can get this now at at at, at uh, Bushline Beauty backslash barbershop if you don't want to wait on it. <laughs> you don't want to wait. It's all good.